Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Evan Wazorik. That's my brother, Matthew Wazorik. What up, Dale? And we are coming to you live from both coasts, the West Coast and the East Coast, to bring you 15-Minute You, everything that happened last week in college football, plus a preview of next week in, hopefully, 15 minutes. First things first, Matt's going to run through the top 25 for us. Matt, what are we looking at this week? And in my shift in the top 25 for week 7, uh, big shout out to the greatest conference on the Big Ten. Coming Hello! Four teams in the top 10. 40% of the top 10 coming out of the Midwest. The first time since 1960, the Big Ten has had four teams in the top 10. Uh, let's start with people moving up. So moving up, number one, Free Shoes University comes up eight spots in number 14 after they defeated Miami by one. Virginia Tech moving up under Justin Fuente to number 17. And then the last three teams in, previously unranked, welcome to the party, Auburn at number 23. Welcome to the party, Western Michigan. Big shot. Big shot. Flag and, Big shot. And, and row the boat. First time ranked in school history. Well, you gotta love the mitten when it's working well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then the biggest surprise of the week, I think, uh, number 25, Navy. Some Big of, shout uh, to the middies. Tom, Tom Herman and the Cougs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. Comes in at 25 for this week. Big shout, Andrew Wang, Annapolis grad, class of 2012. Oh, big shot all the Navy grads, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I have a bit of a beef with FSU at 14. Given the fact they have two losses, I think that they are having the benefit of having a historical program as well as being in the ACC. I do, do not think they should be ranked that high. Um, I do want to roll back to two of our shout-outs. Um, Western Michigan has zero turnovers this year. No interceptions, no fumbles lost. The number two team in turnover margin... Washington University, and I am, wow. right? I was surprised by that stat, yeah. but thank you, Reddit, for looking that up for me. Um, and then... Yeah, did not know that about Western. No, no. They're here to play. Um, and then Navy, I I mean, very exciting game. Matt and I were in New York this weekend. I really wish I could have watched it. I don't know why Houston was trying to throw the ball. They threw, were trying to throw the ball upwards of 30 times, you know, with all this weather from Hurricane Matthew. You know, Navy ran the typical Navy offense, and that, and that kind of weather, just long-term, that's going to last. I, I'm not sure why they were still trying to uh, spread the field, given the weather conditions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you were even debating, like, is Houston legit or not? I think... Yikes. Uh, you know, uh, Yikes. 
I don't know. Uh, Stanford, yikes. Uh, Colorado, I picked them against UNC. Uh, USC, unfortunately, that didn't pan out in the Coliseum. Close loss, 21-17. Yep. So, yeah, any thoughts about the deaths of the family? I mean, no. Agree with you completely with UNC um, and their struggles vis-a-vis Florida State. Yeah. All right. Well, the next biggest topic this week in college football. Let's talk about sitting at week seven, week four, the playoff rankings come out. What are the biggest surprises, in your opinion? Reflecting on the season, you know, we are midway through the season. Reflecting on it as a whole, I think there are three candidates, really. The struggles at Stanford, the and then, or the, well, and or the successes at either Miami and Washington. Um, I think you could make an argument for all three. My personal opinion, although I did not expect Miami to have this much success this early on under first-year head coach Mark Rich, I think it's either the struggles at Stanford or the success at Washington. And between those two, I'm going to go with uh, the success of Washington, you know, Peterson, great coach, um, but no one would ever really talk about Washington football being great. And here they are, number five. As I mentioned earlier, they have the number, I believe they actually have the number one turnover margin in the country. And then Washington just ha- or Western Michigan happens to have zero. So I just am totally shocked at how successful they are and how not only how they're winning, but they're winning very well. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, I think we are going to use Mark Rick as first year head coach. I mean, the dude averaged 10 wins per game in Georgia. Uh, then he goes home to Miami. Yes, it's always going to be an adjustment period, but Rick's a winner. He continues to win. I, I don't know how shocked we should be that, especially when you are living and recruiting in Dade County. To me, uh, Washington's the most surprising. Stanford, yes, I'm shocked how bad they are, but like, building up July and August, did anybody even use the word University of Washington talking about college football here? I feel like they were okay a couple years ago. Not not this good, but... But my question is, did anybody use those words talking about college football? You no. No, you're right. And so, like, not only have they won, like, it's not like they're just 5 and 0, right? Like, they are friendly 5 and 0. True. In a way Preach that, to like, me. You know, I dominated Stanford. I dominated Oregon. And, like, they, they're playing, they're playing a wooden folk right now. I mean, it's, it's a team to be reckoned with. So far, that's the biggest joy, I think, the rose of the uh, yeah. college football season so far. We'll see how that plays out. Based on our previous conversation, the only thing you want to add to that list is uh, Western. Western, yeah, for sure. Can we know, the biggest surprise, like, were they right in the top 25? No, I don't think. No, absolutely not. Western, man. So, Go Broncos, baby. Go for, roll the vote. <laughs> roll the vote. <laughs> for sure. Uh, moving on to a topic, you know, sometimes we this is a sports podcast here, and we like to talk about the actual games and the outcomes and the what-ifs um, each week. But sometimes there are topics that involve sports that kind of transcend sports and are important for our entire country. This is a topic that my brother and I are both uh, very sensitive to, very passionate about the the racial issues in our country. Um, And this weekend, ECU was dropped from a local radio station uh, because of some of the actions of their band players. And I thought, honestly, my goodness, like, this is just not giving enough play anywhere. Story I read earlier in the week out of... uh, Absolutely. Uh, can't regulate it. Like, I, we 
are, you're dropping them over their protest during the national anthem. I, I like, I, where's your protest over the fact that, like, you're in a state in North Carolina where you, know, you need to have some, like, gender laws for people to use the restroom? And, Absolutely. you know, you're in a state where police officers just openly killed him. And they were like, well, maybe he had a gun, maybe he didn't have a gun. Like, it, it's an open carry state. You're actually allowed Absolutely. to have a gun and you're allowed to carry it in public, you're allowed to have it out. It, it, that's not even like a topic of debate. And so you have kids, I mean, look at your kids, like, look at college age kids, nine, 18, 19, 20, like, still can't drink outside legally. And so they put them through the national anthem and they, they kneel. And so then we're not going to play the football game afterwards. I mean, that's just like not being willing to hear their perspective, not being willing to have a conversation about it. And it's just not the direction we should go in. And so, uh, I don't know, I'm disappointed in the radio station. I'm disappointed in the fact that like the media just picked this up as a bigger story. Uh, in the notes, you know, I made some, some marks about the 1968 Olympics. Tommy Smith and John Carlos finished uh, gold medalist, bronze medalist, the men's 200 meter, and then stood on the podium, each put a glove on, you know, and held up a fist in, in, in protest of what was happening in the 1960s. I mean, 1968, like... It's so long ago. Tumultuous, well, it's so long ago, but a tumultuous time in the U.S. And you were both on the Olympic podium protesting. You're talking to me about the band members at the ECU game taking a knee. And we're not going to play their game? Thing. We're not going to play the football team's game for something a non-football player did, you know? It's a separate issue, I think. But, like, the yeah, I mean, right, one, it was the football team, too. Like, that was your reaction. I mean, agreed. Agreed. I was I was surprised um, at the level or lack thereof of media coverage. Uh, to be honest, I had not heard about it till you brought it up in prep for this uh, podcast. So that was yeah. surprising to me. I don't know. Hopefully we can continue, you know, minimizing that. Uh, WFAY, disappointed. Just right. Disappointed. 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 Well, and then, like, also, they know they're wrong because now they're going to play the game's going forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, oh, we're not going to play, we didn't play one game, we're going to play next week's game, though. Why? Because we were wrong. Like True. I mean, it's already hard enough for these kids to kneel, right? Yeah. Like, that was already a gutsy enough move. And Agreed. now you got to embarrass them by not playing the football team's game because they kneel. Like, come on now. I don't know, man. Sad. Uh, Sad. We're in a spot. We need a lot of help right now. Yeah, we do. A lot do. of help. A lot of work. Yeah, so let's, uh, you and I do some work. Let's pick some games for next week. Last week, uh, we were both 3-4-1. That, that one comes from the postponement of the Florida LSU game. Because of uh, weather from Hurricane Matthew, um, some debate right now if that game is going to actually be replayed or if they're just not going to. I personally think, uh, you know, it's SEC football, it's Southern football. I think uh, some rich boosters are going to get involved and they're going to push the SEC to play that game, especially because there could be implications uh, down the road for SEC championship of the outcome of that game. Agreed. Agreed. I agree there's implications. I don't agree that the game can be Replayed. Uh, Joe Oliva was just pretty. LSU AD was pretty firm that the game's not going to be replayed just because they don't share a common off week and they. Uh, it's like what day do you squeeze it in? And like, if we want to have some real talk. Like, is the SEC East that relevant? That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, we'll see. But anyway, so we were three, four, one, two games where we disagreed. Uh, Texas versus Oklahoma. You were correct in taking Texas, or excuse me, Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout, and USC Colorado. I was correct in taking Colorado. 
So moving on to next week's next week's games. Uh, number one, the first game, Alabama versus number nine, Tennessee. I think you're insane to not take Alabama in this game. I think Tennessee's good. They've shown uh, noted improvement this year, but I do not think they're ready to challenge Saban and the Tide. Right. I mean, if you can't beat Alabama, you can't beat Alabama. Absolutely. Uh, game two, unranked North Carolina versus. Number 16, Miami. Who's going to write the ship? Uh, I think it's – I'm taking UNC in this. I think Miami just suffered a heartbreaking win or loss against uh, Florida State. I think they're going to be beat up. I think they're going to be emotional from that game, and I think UNC can take advantage. Hmm. I think Miami's more resilient than you think they are. I think that we also got burned last week on picking road teams. Um, so I'm done picking road teams in October. Uh, so I'll go with the U in Dade County. Okay, we'll see. I don't think Dade County is going to be that loud, but maybe. Game number three, you got number 12, Ole Miss versus number 22, Arkansas. I'm going to take Ole Miss. I think similar to uh, the UNC-Miami game, I think Arkansas just got crushed by Alabama. I think they probably thought they could have given them a better showing. They're going to be down in the dumps about it, and not to mention just physically exhausted from playing essentially a pro football team. Uh, so on wax, let's just put the fact that you know that Jack Smith ready to fight a high schooler like <laughs> That has nothing to do with his ability to win a game. That guy is going to be Arkansas at Arkansas. Not going to be able to do it. Arkansas at home. Okay, game number three. Also another who can write the ship first game. Unranked Stanford versus unranked Notre Dame. I'm taking Stanford just because I hate Notre Dame, and I'm never going to root for them. Uh, I don't think there's any ships to write here. I think they're both teams are just trying not to drown. Who can tread water for the longest? Uh, I will take Stanford on the treading water competition. Next game, number two, Ohio State versus number eight, Wisconsin. Similar to game number one, I think you're insane to take Wisconsin. In this game, showed noted improvement. They're a very good team. Um, I think similar to Alabama, Ohio State is essentially a pro football team in college football. Wisconsin is not ready to challenge them. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then our final game might seem a little bit odd to our audience. Um, Iowa versus Purdue. However, there are four teams tied for number two in the Big Ten West. And Wisconsin probably going to lose to Ohio State. Um, there might be a three-way tie for number one. Um, so this could have some implications for the playoff uh, picture and the championship game of the best conference in football right now. And, oh, I didn't say my team. I'm going with uh, Purdue Boilermakers. Because I just think Iowa is kind of uh, schizophrenic and can be good some weeks, can be bad some weeks. And it's at home for Purdue. It's a friend. You're talking about, to me about a Purdue team that beat Eastern Kentucky and then they beat Big Ten bottom dweller Illinois. Yikes. Uh, you just told me you weren't going to take team. any, you're done picking road teams in October. That's true. Except for this team, and I will stick with the Hawkeyes here. They have played suspect as of late. CJ Beathard, though, best player in the field. Uh, for either team. Rudolph transferred last year to Michigan. Beathard stepped up and just happened to lead Iowa to 12 in one season. Not that true. Good. Okay, well, so that leaves us with three differing opinions. Um, UNC Miami, Ole Miss Arkansas, and Iowa Purdue. We'll check in next week to see where we're at. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been fun to recap this week's college football. I think moving forward, keep our eyes on two things. Uh, the Heisman Trophy race continues to heat up. Uh, as Christian McCaffrey continues to cool down, it becomes just a race among quarterbacks and who's going to get it. I think in the last couple of years, we've seen the Heisman turn into uh, who's actually the best quarterback in the country. And a lot of arguments they made out there. You know, J.T. Barrett 
has an argument. Greg Ward Jr. has an argument. Lamar Jackson has an argument. Uh, I mean, is Jake Browning in the mix? Like, I don't know. Yep. Uh, maybe, maybe not. And then, you know, good chance. Sean Watson returning also in the argument. So, uh, keep your eyes out for that. And then the coaching carousel also only continues to heat up. But oh, yeah. Heat up. We are weeks away from any of these jobs changing in uh, Texas, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, USC, Notre Dame. Um, something's got to give there. And, and we listed some power teams right there. Some power teams. Uh, and you can believe if any of those six teams move, that the job at Houston is also going to move too. Uh, don't forget that Les Miles is available. So we will see how that how that turns out. But thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, this has been 15 Minute You. All righty, folks. Uh, real quick story. I was out running today in my Michigan gear. I'm hauling ass up a, up a hill, and uh, there's this old dude sitting out waiting on the bus stop for drinking coffee. He shouts to me, go blue baby, don't quit on this hill. Michigan men don't quit. So just quick shout out to that dude. And I'll see I'll see everyone next week. Alright, 